It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. Today we're going to talk about what is going on with your soul. What is your soul's purpose? Your soul's longing. Today's special guest, medical intuitive healer, Catherine Kerrigan reveals in her new book, Reading the Soul, how you may be suffering from a wounded spirit, the karmas your soul may be carrying from this or other lifetimes, the burden of negative spiritual energies, and why traditional medicine or natural healing may not be working to clear what ails you. The stories she shares in her book uplift the soul and help us understand why we were born. Catherine is here to discuss what is going on with us at the soul level, how our soul communicates with us, what our soul longs for, how karma, soul wounds, or negative energies hold us back, what soul medicine works best for us. Catherine Kerrigan is a medical intuitive healer, author of 10 books, and host of the Natural Healing Show for UK Health Radio. In her, excuse me, in her 26 years for working full-time in natural healing, she has worked with clients all over the world to empower them to heal themselves naturally without drugs. You can find Catherine Kerrigan on her website, www.catherinekerrigan.com, and www.unlimitedenergynow.com. Um, she is also the author of the online course, Eight Minutes to Inner Peace, which teaches eight simple breathing exercises to shift the person into a state of complete calm within eight minutes. And you can sign up for her course at um, eightminutestointerpeace.com. So now let's get started. Um, good morning, Catherine, and welcome. Thank you, Randy Fine. That was such a nice introduction. I appreciate that. And thanks, everybody out there for listening. Oh, sure. It's a pleasure to have you. Catherine and I sort of exchange um, podcasts. So she's done two of mine. This will be her second, and I've done two of hers. So um, we kind of go back and forth. Um, Why... Are we talking today about our soul's purpose? Why is this so important for us to know? Well, that's such a great question, Randy Fine. And so here's the way I see things. Here's my point of view. So I'm a medical intuitive healer, and I'm going to give you the big picture first. So what that means is um, I, I, there's two parts of what I do. I do medical intuitive readings, and then I do healing work with people all over the planet. Now, when I do a medical intuitive reading, what I do is I read what I refer to as the five levels of healing. I read what's going on on the physical level, in your energy system, which includes your chakras, your acupuncture system, and the breath. 
on the emotional level, which is the largest part of any of us, on the mind level, the mental level, which includes your thoughts and your beliefs, these are mental programs. And finally, I read what's going on on the soul level. Now, um, so if you go to a doctor, you can get lab tests that talk to you about what's going on on the physical level. And by the way, I have great respect for the medical profession. My brother's a doctor. My dad's a doctor. My grandfather's a doctor. My great-grandfather was a doctor. My <laughs> uncle was a doctor. Okay. You know, and, and, and that level of healing is incredibly valuable, as most of us know and have personally experienced. But from my point of view, as a medical intuitive healer, you are a soul. You are a soul who has a body. And because you are a soul, literally everything that's happening to you and in your life is being directed by your soul. Okay? And it's my belief and experience that everything is actually working out for your highest good. So sometimes, you know, you may go through a period of time, like we as a society are going through right now with the coronavirus pandemic. And, and you're like, what's this about? You know, why, why are we going through this? And yet, again, your soul is always leading you to what is in your soul's highest best interest. So sometimes we go through these periods which, um, you know, I refer to as a breakdown to a breakthrough. In other words, like sometimes everything in your life has to break down the old structures, even if they were comfortable and you were used to them and you were happy and you're somewhat dysfunction, they have to break down in order to break through to a higher level of understanding so that you're led to your next phase of development. And, you know, sometimes this happens easily. So, for example, let's, let's pick a, one that a lot of us have gone through. Like maybe you went to high school, okay? And then maybe you, you, you I, I call it, you were complete with high school. Like we're not in high school anymore, right? Thank God. You know, and then you move on to other phases of your life, like maybe you went to college or you had other experiences. And sometimes these changes happen gracefully and easily. And sometimes they're a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit of a mess. <laughs> like maybe what's happening, you know, globally and to our society is a little uncomfortable. Maybe it's extremely uncomfortable. But because your soul is literally driving the boat or driving the bus or whatever metaphor you want to, you know, use at the time, again, you have to ask yourself, what is my soul doing? You know, why is my cho soul chosen this experience? What am I here to learn from this? And when you really work deeply at the soul level, that's when everything shifts. And the reason that's so important, um, I, I'm going to explain it to you this way. Your soul controls your mind. Your mind controls your emotions. And we know that, right? You know, you're a, you're a professional at working with people, Randy Fine. So you know that how you think and what your beliefs are literally create the way you feel. And then your emotions control your energy system. 
So, for example, we've all had the experience of maybe you're depressed, and you're so depressed, you're so exhausted, you can hardly get out of your bed. That's a good example of how our emotions control our energy. And then another day, maybe you get a piece of good news or you feel happy and you feel like you could, like, dance all night. And then your energy system controls your physical body. So what I find as a medical intuitive is that frequently people are working really hard on one level. Like maybe they're trying to get better by exercising and eating better. And and I'm all about all those things, right? I taught yoga for 25 years. I believe in movement. I believe in healthy eating. But maybe there's something missing because you're not addressing these other five levels. And I wrote my book, Reading the Soul, because there are many systems that allow you to assess what's going on on the physical level, right? So, again, you can go to the doctor or you can go to a homeopath or a naturopath, and they can read your organs. And you can go to maybe a Reiki master, and they can read your energy system. Or you can go to an acupuncturist who can read your pulse and tell you what's happening in your energy system. Or you can go to a therapist and explore what's <laughs> happening at the emotional level. But to my knowledge, there was not, no book that sort of summarized clearly and succinctly, you know, what you may be going through at Great. the soul level. And that's why I wrote Reading the Soul. Okay. Wow. Great <laughs> explanation. I think we're pretty clear on that. Um, so as a medical intuitive, are you using um, <clears throat> intuitive feelings to assess someone, um, or are you using your intuition as well as um, some uh, physical tools or energetic tools? Explain how this actually comes about. When someone comes to you. Okay, another great question. So, and I'm going to give a little bit, hopefully I'm going to summarize, but I'm going to give another explanation. In another of my books, one of my books is called Unlimited Intuition Now. Now, in my book, Unlimited Intuition Now, I talk about how there's four kinds of what we call psychic gifts. Now, big picture, as I explained, from my point of view, you are a soul. And your soul is always communicating to you 24-7. Your soul is doing its best to get your attention to, you know, say, hey, go here, see this person. Don't go there. You know, go here. You're going to be happy. You're going to be healthy. You're going to experience abundance. Don't go there. It's not going to work out. So another word in my view for intuition is soul guidance which is how your soul guides you. And there's basically four primary ways that we receive information from our soul. And I'm going to get back to into your question. So the first is claircognizance, which is psychic knowing, where you just know stuff. The second is clairaudience, which is where you hear things. The third is clairsentience, where you feel things, where you pick up the energy, the vibe. And clairsentience is probably the easiest sense to develop. And the last is clairvoyance, which is where you see the aura, where you um, receive signs from nature. You see, inner, you, you see inner visions or inner pictures or receive signs from nature. 
Now, my primary gift is claircognizance, which is the same gift that Edgar Casey, the famous medical intuitive, has. So when I'm working with somebody, to answer your question, yes, I'm a kinesiologist. Yes, I know how to muscle test. Yes, I can use a pendulum. But when I'm doing my work, I'm literally just literally reading the soul. So I'm using my clear cognizance, which is psychic knowing, and having a session with me is just like we're having a conversation. Like right now, Randy Fine, you and I are having a conversation. Right. So I, I literally just tune in. I don't have to, like today I just had my first session with, with a lady in Australia. I've never seen her. <laughs> I haven't worked with her on Skype or Zoom. I've never put my hands on her. I, and I, you know, read her, and she's like, that's exactly right. That's exactly it. So, um, and, you know, with all of these, they're your soul guidance. Again, I, it's my belief and experience that, again, because you're a soul and because your soul is always trying to give you information, you know, what you have to do is understand how does my soul communicate with me, Right. So, and I, I joke, it's just like being a blonde or redhead or a brunette, right? <laughs> you know, there's different ways. <laughs> and you want to understand how your soul communicates. There's upsides and downsides to all the gifts. But when you understand how your soul communicates with you, then you can learn to trust yourself and, you know, open these channels of information. So, you know, over time, I've done, I worked in natural healing for 27 years now, and I can use all the gifts. So I may see things, I may hear things, I may feel things, but my primary gift to answer your question is psychic knowing. So I'm not okay. muscle testing, I'm not using a machine, I'm just reading the soul. Okay. That's a beautiful gift that you have. You know, we have a caller. I think this would be the perfect time. Um, let's see if this person has a question, um, and then we'll okay. get back to um, to what we're talking about. Good morning. Are you calling to listen, or did you have a question for Catherine? Um, actually, I have a question, if that's okay. Absolutely. What is your name? This is Julia from Florida. Okay. Hi, Julia. Hi. Well, Catherine. Um, Hi, Julia. How are you? Hi. Good. Thank you. Um, well, I with the soul wounds, I was curious about that, but also from the medical intuitive perspective, I've been experiencing tinnitus, and I was wondering if there is a way I could alleviate that. Okay. Great questions. Long answer. <laughs> and oh. I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> laughing at you. I'm I'm laughing with you. Okay, and when I'm uh, on the physical level, I'm seeing that you have some unresolved candida, which is like yeast overgrowth, right? Okay, you have a pretty pretty bad uh, pretty bad case of of yeast overgrowth, and um, you've had it for a very long time, you know, a very long time, years. Okay, and it's so bad, it's like affecting affecting your your inner ear, right? And um, it's going, you know, way down, way down into your um, ear canal, right? So you would need to um, address that on a physical level for sure. And, um, you know, 
I always I like I always like to say to people I'm nice but blunt. So you would have to change your diet, right? And you're you know eating too too much sugar, and you would need to take some supplements to to clear the candida. All right, and that's gonna that that will take some time because you you've had it for so long. Okay, but one thing about candida from a, from a metaphysical point of view, okay, is that when you have candida from a metaphysical point of view, is that um, you're not in your power, right? And one of the things that I would have you do is I would have you inquire within and ask yourself. Where am I giving my power away? Okay, and um, because when you have candida, it's an overgrowth; it's literally taken over you. And I think for you, Julia, and I say this kindly, and you know, no, we only know that your first name is that if you look, you will find that you're you're giving your power away in every aspect of your life. All right. And one of the things that I I tell people is that you're here to do you. Like, you're not here to do me. You're not here to do Randy. And, you know, we can can definitely ask advice from all kinds of experts. And we can, you know, listen to what Randy says and listen to what Kathleen says and listen to what your doctor says. But you have to be in charge and you have to make the choices that are right for you. Okay, and you're not in your power. Um, one of the areas where I see where you know this is this is hurting you the most is actually financially, and it's very common. It's very common for us women where we have we have a lot of financial fears. It's like you know, oh, I, I'm um, I'm afraid I I can't take care of myself financially, right? Yeah, and, yeah, um, I do feel that way. Right? Yeah, I can't take care of myself financially, right? Rather than saying, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm smart, I'm gifted, you know," and and you know, really, you know, owning your sole purpose, owning your talent, and saying, "You know what? I I I'm gonna I'm going to go out there and and give the world." you know, what I'm here to do, right? So anyway, so uh, whatever. Uh, so anyway, that's, let's, let's, let's stop there if we could. And um, uh, so hopefully that helps, right? Yeah. And you know, so, and you know, yeah. the, um, I've had candida and it wears you down. I mean, it causes so many problems. Absolutely. And I just recently stopped sugar completely, and I stopped Mm -hmm. um, carbs for the most part. And I Mm -hmm. feel like a different person. My my intestinal, my whole digestive system is functioning better, and I really feel like I cleared out whatever was in there. And it takes a lot of discipline. We wish we could just take a pill and have it go away. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but it does take discipline to get get our bodies back in shape. So um, I thank yeah. you, Julia, for calling in. I hope that was helpful to you. Thank you. Yeah, very sure. much. Thanks thank you calling. so much. Yeah. Good. And I'm, I'm happy to help you further, um, you know, but when you're ready, just reach out and we'll go into it a little more, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And you were spot on. 
That's Thank exactly you. how I feel. So just validating <laughs> what you said, yes. Okay. okay. Oh, you can keep listening. Thank you. you. Can keep listening. I will. Um, okay. We actually have another caller. Let's um, let's okay. do this. Okay. <clears throat> Good morning. Thank you for calling in. Are you calling to to talk to Catherine today? Um, sure. Hi, Catherine. It's Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Where are you from? Canada. Where are you from? Ah, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I love Canada. Where in Canada are you from? In Ontario. Oh, wow. I love Ontario. I have a very good friend who lives in London, Ontario. I've spent a lot of time there. Love Canada. It reminds me of how the U.S. used to be. <laughs> um, I love Canada except for the cold, but that's a whole other, I could tell you about the times that I spent slipping in the snow in Canada. But anyway, how can we help? Well, that's London for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How can we help you? Um, I, I'm interested in the whole health thing. Um, I like what you said the last time about uh, giving things up in order to move forward with your health. I'm, I'm feeling like, um, I don't know, it, it feels like I'm sort of between, I'm sort of between what the world was and what the world could be. Do you have any tips on, you know, acclimating yourself for the, the new world order? Oh, great question. That is a good question. <laughs> Oh, because we're all trying to figure that out, what what the world is is shifting to. Okay, and and great, great, great question. Okay, so I I think that your question, you know, it it, it applies to, you know, each and every one of us, right, right now. Okay, so just bear with me because I'm going to do the Catherine thing, which is I'm going to tell a story, okay? So I'm a gardener. Right, and I happen to have an organic garden. I like to protect the birds and the bees and the hummingbirds. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, anyway, I have this little garden, right? And inside my healing room, I raise orchids. And then, if you go to KathleenKerrigan.com, you can see all my beautiful flowers. <clears throat> Somebody insulted me. He's like, "What does your business have to do with flowers?" And I thought, "You're not my client. Get out of here." <laughs> But anyway, so anyway, so you out when you look from my healing room, you know, through the beautiful windows where the orchids are out into my garden, I have this little area with a blue jar fountain. And then it looks out over the trees. And then I have a little bird feeder and so on. And I'm always watching the birds. Anyway, here's my point. This tiny little this tiny little, you know, infinitesimal unit of the earth, okay? When I look at it, sometimes I look at it and I think, oh, wow, now is the the most beautiful time, right? And I'm also obsessing, I obsessively take photographs of my flowers in my garden. I'm like, wow, the fall is the most beautiful when the light leaves are falling <laughs> And then, and then there'll be, you know, even though I live in Atlanta, but there'll be times when it snows. And I have photographs of the sunrise coming up over the, you know, the snow and the orchids. And it's like, oh, my God, now is the most beautiful time. And right now it's the summertime. And my garden's going crazy with all kinds of flowers. And now is the most beautiful time. 
And I'm saying that on purpose because, you know, some of us, you know, with, with all these changes, it can be a little scary, all right, maybe very scary. And, um, but here's the point, is that the, if, you, if you study nature, okay, the only thing that is constant is change. And so back to my little picture, you know, this little unit at my garden, this little area, it just astounds me how much change there is in this tiny little area. Like there would be times when, you know, a branch from the dogwood tree drops down, you know, and then there's times that it's more sunny and it's times where it's more shady. And a great affirmation for us to use right now is, I am safe, it's only change, right? And um, a lot of us will remember Louise Hay, who's deceased. You know, she wrote a bunch of wonderful books. And that was one of her affirmations is, I'm safe, it's only change. But right now, we are going through a period of intense and rapid change, right? And um, with all of my clients, there's something called the Holmes and Ray Stress Scale, and the Holmes and Ray stress scale, you can go to Wikipedia or look it up. And basically, it's a measure that anybody can use to see how stressed you are, right? And basically, the, the more change you go through in any 12-month period, okay, the more stressed you will be, right, um, you know, and the more likely you are to get sick, Right. And I always encourage people, like, know your stress number, all right, because if, if you're under a lot of change and you're under, there, if, you're in, if you're going through a lot of change, you're under a lot of stress, right? And if you're going through a lot of stress, you need to be patient with yourself. You need to be allowing. You need to be compassionate. You need to give yourself time to process, okay? You need to not push. You need to let go of judgment, right? And you need to do you need to do that for sure uh, with yourself and with everybody around you, right? Because we're all going through this huge change, and by the way, the change isn't over, right? So if I think about like March of 2020, we went through such an intense period of change. The health changes, your socialization changes, people's money changed, the way you work changed, what happened to your kids changed, everything changed all at once. And, in, and it's still changing. Like we haven't come out on th- through the other side. So, so, okay, so your question again is, you know, what do we do about this? How do we, how do we cope with, you know, going from what the world was and what it's shifting to? So the first thing that you really want to do is you really want to um, get hold of uh, of your own spiritual practice, okay? Now, for myself, I pray all day long. When I open my eyes, I start praying. I, I make time for prayer and meditation. And I'm a big believer for making time for prayer and meditation because you you have to create space in your life, okay, in order to listen to your soul, all right? So, again, you, you are a soul having a spiritual experience, all right? And 
your your soul is always guiding you. When things are good, they're, the soul is guiding you. When things are bad, the soul is guiding you, right? I can tell you stories that would, you know, stand up the hair on the back of your neck, right? And and But I listen, and you have to make time to listen. So make the time to listen to your soul and notice what you're being guided to, all right? And um, so ha- have the spiritual practice. Make time for prayer and meditation, and, you know, one of the things that I think is very, very important right now, and it kind of goes, it segues into what I was speaking about with the previous guest, which is about taking your power back, right? So in this time, you know, a lot of us may feel a lot of fear. We may feel a lot of anxiety. We may feel a lot of uncertainty. Now, when, when you're in your power, okay, when you're in your power, you're grounded in your body, okay? You're connected, you're connected to your own spiritual gifts, right? You listen, you listen at the soul level, right? Okay? And you take action on what you're guided to do, right? Okay. And you know, um, <clears throat> we're going to have to we're yes. move forward. Okay. Is that is that complete? <laughs> I don't want to stop you. I can you, go on, we... but this is a good. Let's just stop for there. Okay. All right. But I have because I have to tell you, Catherine. You are a very popular lady. My queue is completely oh. full. Let's <laughs> call Okay. So um. Hey, that works. So I don't know if we'll have time to get to everyone. We're going to do our very best, but we do want to talk about your book. Um, okay. Thank you for calling in. By the way, I really appreciate that. I'm going to put you back on hold. No, that's you. I put you back on hold. That's okay. Okay, there you go. What are what are the three stages of our soul path in our soul path? Okay, great question, Randy Fine. Okay, so the first stage is we're unconscious. So if you remember back to when you were a little kid, you know you're just experiencing life, and um, you and when you're unconscious. You may not be aware of yourself as a soul or really be conscious of what your soul is up to in this lifetime. And then what happens to us is we go through what I call an awakening period. And, and again, the awakening period could be comfortable. It could be uncomfortable. Usually it's uncomfortable. So usually something happens and everything that you have done up to that point even if it was good and comfortable and made sense, it just basically stops working. And you have to reach to the divine for, you know, deeper understanding. And when you go through an awakening process, you wake up to the fact that you're a soul. And you wake up to the fact that you are a soul and that you may have a soul purpose, you know, even if you're not sure what it is yet. And then finally, once you're awakened to the fact that you're a soul and that you're up to something important, then you're conscious and you've discovered your soul purpose and you're taking action to fulfill it. And, and Randy Fine, for example, I would say that you're very, you know, you know what you're here to do and you're doing it, right? So you're right. conscious, right? But my awakening happened many years ago, but it was very mm-hmm. uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> and and you had to learn all kinds of stuff to like you know get a hold of yourself right yep absolutely 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm still learning. I learn every day. But um Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But that process was yeah, difficult. And you, yeah, and you had to shed, you know, maybe aspects of your ego. You had to shed aspects of who you thought you were, you know, in order to be who you really are, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, can you give us a few examples of soul purposes? Okay, great, great question. Um, well, okay, some soul purposes. Well, I'll, I'll talk, tell, talk to myself, for example. You know, my soul purpose is absolutely healing. And, you know, I think yours is too, Randy Fine. And, you know, all the great healers that I know, you know, when you're, well, I'll, I'll give an example. So I was working with a lady t- this morning in Australia, and her, pur- her sole purpose is women's empowerment. And I said to her, you know, when, you're, when your sole purpose is something, usually you have to learn that, you know, from many, many perspectives, often over multiple lifetimes, but, you know, usually also with different experiences in the same lifetime. So for myself, I'm a healer. I've had so many things wrong with me. It's not even funny. I've got, I said to God, I promise I will read about it in a book. I do not have to have every disease known to man to understand it. Right? You know? I can relate to that so well. (laughs) I've experienced everything that people come to me for. (laughs) Exactly. And the truth is that you can only take people as far as you've gone yourself. So this lady in Australia, her purpose is women's empowerment. And she was going through something, and she had to stop and notice, where have I given my power away? You know, what, how am I, you know, and it was subtle, right, because she's an incredibly powerful woman. But, you know, and she says, you know, I thought I learned it. And I'm like, yeah, you have, but now you're learning it at a deeper level. And one of my books is called Unlimited Energy Now, and it's all about how to recover from adrenal burnout and how to go get your energy back, great energy. Well, I went into meditation about the book cover, and I got that it needed to be a spiral because all life energy moves in spirals. And sometimes when we're working on an issue, we, think, we may think, gosh, I thought I, had, I thought I was done with that already. And, it, and you're not in exactly the same place. You're just learning the lesson at a deeper level. But, you know, one way that you can find your soul purpose is to notice what kind of challenges that you've had in your life, right? Because they're, they're usually preparing you or strengthening you or giving you the information that you need to be of service, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to mention that in your book you um, explain that you had some a past life re- past life regressions, and in your previous lives, you were an Ayurvedic practitioner, you were an Indian medicine woman, so this has been with your soul for a very, very long time. Yes, right? absolutely. Uh, and I, I, can, I can remember, you know, that, that past life regression, and I saw myself, and I was a little, you know, they said, look down at your feet, and I was a little brown man wearing a, you know, something around my waist in a turban and people would come to me and I would look into their eyes and then I would, there were some scribes and I would tell the scribes, okay, this person needs these herbs. And then I would pray with that person for their well-being. So people would line up, I'd look in their eyes 
and then I'd say to the scribe, they need these herbs, and then they would go off and take the herbs. So, yeah, I, I, cool. I've done that many times, yeah. And Very then when cool. I was an Indian woman, I would get the people, the elders in the vision in the, the town would come to me to get visions for the entire tribe, right? Like, where are we supposed to go? Where do we need to be in order to be safe? So cool. It's so cool. You know, I've I've been working with a past life regression um, CD because I can't visualize. I, I'm having a very hard time, and I haven't gotten very far with it, but I'm still working on it. Um, let's take another caller. Uh, this is area code 805. Good morning. What is your name? Oh, good morning. Hi, my name is Donna. Hi, Donna. What is your question Hi. for Catherine? Um, it's been a long time. I haven't been in a relationship, and I wanted to know what she's seeing for that. I would love to be in one, and yeah, I'm all by myself. And, yeah, so I wanted to know what she was picking up on that, please. Okay. And, Donna, where are you located? I'm in Santa Barbara, California. Okay. All right. Well, and 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 again, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. But I have okay. an entire stack of index cards that I use to clear relationship issues. Okay. And okay. And, and 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 just know that I'm on your side. But there's okay. uh, in, in several of my books, I talk about pain addiction. Okay. And there's 25 different ways that people can be addicted to pain. And a lot of people, times you go, well, I don't want to be in pain. Well, lots of people are, there's all different kinds of addiction to pain. Okay. And you are addicted to suffering in relationships. In other words, like even if the guy of your dream showed up, like you don't, you don't, you don't know how to be, you don't know how to be happy in, in a relationship. Right. And it's, it's, I also think that you, um, you've gotten, you've gotten comfortable, you know, being, you know, you're comfortable in your dysfunction. You're not dysfunctional, but you're comfortable being alone and you're scared to death to date. Right. And you're afraid of rejection. Right. And again, and we can all laugh as soon as I'm going to tell you a story. And I promise you, every time I tell this story, everybody laughs. Okay. But I'm human also, okay, and um, I was engaged to this guy, and then I, after realizing that he was a narcissist, okay, I broke up with him, and then I did a lot of inner work. And you know how when you overeat, you're just like, oh, my God, I did so much inner work on relationships, it wasn't even funny. I'm like, you know what, this is so painful, I don't want to do this again. And um, anyway... And then I went dating, okay? And I went out on 45 first dates. And I found my guy on the 44th first date. And (laughs) usually everybody starts laughing. Because everybody thinks, you know, well, I'm going to find my guy on the first date, okay? Well, and, you know, I'm not ugly. I'm not mean. You know, it's like, I don't, you know, I have two legs, two arms. You know, like, like there's. I'm an okay person. I'm a nice person and I'm whatever. And yet I had to go out on 45 first dates. And (laughs) exactly where everybody laughs, right? And so what I'm saying is, you know, and it's not, you know, dating is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart, right? But 
you know, it's a learning process. And I'm, I'm actually really glad that I met my guy on the 44th first date because I made a lot of mistakes, you know, along the way. Like I said, I'm human, right? And <laughs> so by the time I got to my guy, I kind of was sort of learning how to play the game pretty well, right? You know, and then he, and then on the other hand, his, his, you know, he, he told me, he said, uh, you know, you're, you're my falling star because I was his oh. first date. Oh, but I wonderful. did, the, I did, I did the inner work really for both of us. And so just, you know, realize, and, and by the way, I'm 61 and I'm in September, we will have gone out for three years. So, so, so anyway, so big picture, you're scared, which is normal. Okay, and and this is like playing baseball. We're all women here, but you know, it's like you have to you have to play the game in order to win the game. And dating's a learning process, and so I don't you you know you need to do the inner work. You know, I mean, it's a whole thing. You know, I had my date outfits. I had a pink dress with pink shoes, and then and then I would like make a list of things that I would actually enjoy doing. So even if I didn't like the guy, I would have fun hiking or going to the Mexican restaurant or whatever. And so, just and I say this kindly and compassionately, you've got some inner work to do, right? But you know, join the club. You know, this is like you hurt your shoulder, and it's going to take a while to, you know, fix it. And um, But just because you don't have love now doesn't mean that you can't do the inner work to find it. And there are good men out there who want to be in a relationship. And just like, you know, with Randy Fine, Randy Fine helps people get over narcissistic relationships. And I bet Randy will tell you it is a process. You can't do one session with Randy and get over it, right, Randy? Absolutely not. No, it's very deep. No, very deep work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, yeah. you know, if you've gotten to the point where you're, you know, maybe our age or whatever. In other words, you lived some life. You may have some heart scars. You have heart scars that need to be healed. But you know, you can heal them. You just have to do the work, right, Randy? It's it's absolutely true. So um, can you give her a direction for, you know, where to start with this? Yes. So, Donna, you need to, and it, this is going to sound like such a big dog, but you have at, at the soul level, you have um, some heart scars, and your heart can either be open or closed, okay? To be in a relationship, it needs to be open, And if your heart is closed, you're either punishing yourself or protecting yourself. My sense is that you're punishing yourself. And um, one time I had a client in her 40s come to see me, and she was like, oh, my God, Catherine, I've made some horrible mistakes. And I said to her, I said, how old are you? And she told me, I said, well, I'm 61. Trust me, by the time you're my age, the list will Mm -hmm. be longer. And we just had a big laugh, right? It's true. So if you've made some mistakes, just it's okay. Forgive yourself, but you need to you need to clear those heart scars and they're so deep they're at the level of your soul and it's holding you back in every area. Right? So because how would she do that? Believe, how would she begin to clear that? And I say this kindly and respectfully because um there's something called a Johari window, which is what you can't see about yourself and you would need to work with somebody who can guide you through it because 
you have a lot of fear around this, you want a relationship, you're afraid of it, you know, and and you're not able to see how to move forward. You're actually stuck, okay. right? So okay, there you have it. Yeah. Thank you for calling in. I we I hope that helped you. Um, I, but I want to just ask you. So, what do I do toward getting this way? I mean, do I meditate? Do, do I take walks? Do I? I mean, I think as, you actually need you need to work with a healer or coach to like overcome your heart scars. They're very deep. So okay, there you go. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Um, There's a quote in your book that I wanted to say, um, to repeat, and so you can explain it, because I really like this. You said, as you accept the conditions of living in the cloud of unknowing, you let go and allow your soul to lead the way, past the sharp edges of your ego, into the light of unconditional acceptance for all that is. Can you explain that? That's such a great, great quote. What um, What are you talking about in that quote? Okay. Well, I'm going to do another Catherine thing, and that's, I'm going to tell a story, okay, because it'll help. Okay. Well, keep in mind we're, we don't have a whole lot of time. <laughs> okay, sure. All right. I'll try and su- summarize it as best I can. So, So basically – we there's a book, a medieval text called The Cloud of Unknowing. The author is unknown, okay? It's a mystical text. And it's basically what the book is about is the only way to know God is through direct personal experience. And yet we all live in this cloud of unknowing. Now, in this time of un- global uncertainty and extreme change, you know, there's, there are a lot of people who are very popular right now astrologers, psychics, you know, tell me, tell me what's going to happen. Tell me how it's all going to work out. Well, we are going to be okay. I'll tell you that. But we have to live through this time of unknowing. And you're, the way to live a soul-directed life is like driving in the dark. So when you're driving in the dark, if you've ever driven on a country road where there's no lights, you know, you may see, be able to see just a few feet in front of you right? You may not be able to see two miles down the road, but when you learn how to have a personal spiritual practice of prayer and meditation, tune in, listen to your soul, you are going to be guided through this cloud of unknowing. And it will only be in retrospect where you go, okay, I understand why that had to happen, right? And, you know, from a global perspective, I think that, you know, we've been out of integrity, um, we've been out of integrity for the with the earth, for example. We've been using the earth rather than giving back, right? And um, I think that this is, um, again, it's, we're having a breakdown to a breakthrough. And going through that cloud of unknowing can be a little bit scary. But the more that you stick to your personal spiritual practice and tune in, you're going to be guided. Okay. Okay. Just an excellent quote, excellent quote. Um, Thank you. If we can take another caller, and it's just gonna, we just have, you know, about four minutes or five minutes, so if you can do it quickly. Um, okay. Let's see, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. I don't 
know if we took this car. Good morning. Have we talked to you yet? <laughs> yes, I was your first caller. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm going to put you back on hold. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Let's try this. <clears throat> Good morning. Have we spoken with you yet? No, no, not yet. Okay. What is your name? Nathaniel. Nathaniel, welcome. What is your question for Catherine? Well, uh, I wanted to see what she sees in my future. Ah, okay. And Nathaniel, where where are you located? Sacramento, California. Sacramento, California. And um, well, one of the things that I'm basically seeing for you is just a career change, right? What are you currently doing? What's your current? Um, well, I'm, I'm getting that you're you're basically bored with your work, right? I'm bored to death. And, I'm 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 a security guard. I'm on duty now. I'm bored to death, and I've applied for another security position at a dispensary, and it's mm-hmm. more money. It feels like a family job. They said I had an interview Wednesday, and they said they're going to let me know today, and I'm going to be possibly getting the okay to move into a new apartment soon today maybe oh good well that's just wonderful news so you know there's yeah okay i i think you're very good at what you do you're kind you're respectful you know you're a good cop right and um anyway but you, you know one of the things that i so many times people want their job to be their sole purpose and what I actually see you doing is working with children. So whether you do that like a, for a profession or in your uh, part, you know, like part time, you know, you need to be working with your children. Your your soul longs to contribute to little kids. Does that make sense? And whether you're like many people um, have said that I'm going to write children's books or be a guitar teacher for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, but there you I'm go. That's your confirmation, Nathaniel. <laughs> there it I'm is. I'm still needed something to pay the rent, so I'm just bored to death of the job. I'm underappreciated, underpaid, and uh, probably being discriminated against, and uh, for one reason or another, or and it's a family thing. So, things, time for a change, uh, right? Time for a change. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in, Nathaniel. I really appreciate you. You. Um, participating in the show today. Thank you. I wish you well. Good luck. Okay. Um, So I want to make sure that we have time to um, talk about your book and your website and where people can buy the book and and how they can get in touch with you. Thank you so much. Um, So all my books are available on Amazon, Catherine Kerrigan, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, last name Kerrigan, C-A-R-R-I-G-A-N. You can also go to my website, KatherineKerrigan.com, sign up for my newsletter and, you know, get all that great information. Um, And um, I really appreciate everybody out there for listening this morning. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, it's been a great show. It's been a great show. We just have we have a couple more minutes, um, so I'm going to ask you another question. Um, is it possible for us to clear our karma? I know you talk about that yes. a lot in your book. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. and you know, I, I, I'm making an analogy. Just like when you go to the grocery, you know, you make make a list. You know, I need to get dog food, cat food butter, sugar, whatever, 
plastic bags. And, you know, in this lifetime, part of what we're doing, what part of what your soul is doing in this lifetime is actually clearing karma. Now, some of this karma can be uncomfortable. For example, the karma of addiction or the karma of slavery or the karma of heart scars, like our earlier guest was having. And in my work as a medical intuitive, part of what I do is clear karma. So I call on the law, the lords of karma, and many times my clients have worked on some levels. It's like they may have cleared part of it, but not all of it. And I clear it through um, the mental level, you know, like your thoughts and beliefs. I clear it through the DNA level. So you may have inherited karma, you know, through your lineage. Um, a lot of times you may have karmic contracts. So with other souls and then finally I clear it all the way through the core soul level where you may have been doing this pattern over and over and over again and so if you have painful patterns and you know many of us do you want to you know complete your karma so that you don't keep doing that and you know for our audience one of the things you know if you don't remember anything I say today except for this remember this I feel that the most selfish thing I can ever do is be kind, thoughtful, and generous to everyone. Because every, all the energy you put out is the energy that comes back to you. So when I put out kindness, thoughtfulness, gentleness, kindness, you know, that's what comes back to me. So you can create beneficial karma now by you know, asking at the soul level every day, how can I be of service? And when you ask that question every day, then you're going to be led to epic meaning and calling. And when you're in your soul purpose, you're going to find the strength. And, and I, have a, I have a question to ask you in that. Well, actually, I have a comment to make uh, because I think that is absolutely um, right on, that we all should be of service. Um, the people that I work with, have a problem um, or a tendency, I should say, to do for others and not do for themselves. So, right. right. So we have to do for ourselves first, right? I agree. And then Absolutely. once we have built ourselves and our self-esteem and our self-love, then we have so much to pour out on others. But we have to yes. do that first, Right. Absolutely. I totally agree, Randy Fine. And, and Randy Fine, what I see about a lot of your clients is they can't even see themselves. In other words, they're not even in their own picture. So they'll no. have a picture of the world and they're not in their picture. You're like, where are you? You know? And, yeah. and a lot of those people, what really actually helps is have them to do mirror work where they stand in front of their mirror, a mirror, look, in the, look at themselves, look themselves in the eyes. And ask your, you know, look and say, what do you need right now? How can I be kind to you? You know, how can I serve you right now? Right? And 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 put yourself in the picture. Mm. So start seeing seeing that you're part of the all, right? Right. And when you when you fill your own well, then you can be of service. <laughs> right? Absolutely. There's no other way to do it because otherwise you drain yourself when you give and it's and i i work with a lot of people who have codependency issues and that it's codependency people who are codependent put it all out there and take nothing for themselves 
So, um, and then they're exhausted and they're tired and they're depressed and sad, you know, everything, and they don't understand why. So I right. just wanted to um, to clear that up, and thank you for the mirror work um, comment yeah. or idea, yeah, suggestion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, wow, we covered a lot of territory <laughs> in this hour. Yeah. We really, really did. Um, so I'm so grateful to have you come on, and I know we'll do this again. So um, to all the callers who did not get to speak with Catherine, you can go to her website, katherinekerrigan.com, and contact her directly. So, um, Catherine, have a wonderful rest of the day. I, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. And everybody go out there by just go out and, again, ask yourself, what brings my soul joy? How can I lift my vibration? How can I be of service? And you'll find your center. Okay. Beautiful way to end the show. Take care. We'll, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Bye. 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 So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.